from the NFL. If you're Dak Prescott, individual numbers aren't enough anymore. You want to get paid? Win something. To the NBA. Who gives a about the Pelicans if Zion don't play? Across the landscape of college football. There's no such thing as a good loss in the ACC. So if you're Clemson, you better win every game. And so much more. Let's talk some sports, baby. The stories you want. Baseball is back. Basketball is almost back. And football is on the way. You love to see it. The opinions you need. Sports is what this country needs. And I truly, truly believe that. Holla at your boy. It's Jay Wise. It's the drink. It's the beard. And it's the wisdom. I hope you brought pen and paper because class is in session. And Nathan Drinkard. Remember, make tomorrow better than today and make today better than yesterday. And you know what we're going to do. We're going to holler at you until next time, baby. This is A Drink of Wisdom. Welcome to a special edition of A Drink of Wisdom with Nathan Drinkard. I'm Jay Wise. Thanks for spending some of your time with us. We're on Anchor. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on so many of those great podcasting platforms. We're also going live at the A Drink of Wisdom YouTube channel. As we said, this is a special edition of the show. We're going to get into game five in the NBA Finals. That's it. A one-topic show. And with that being said, great to have you with us, Drink. Hey, man. Great to have great to be here, man. How, how you doing today? I've been, been waiting to get into this game five all day long. I was ready to get into it yesterday. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I'm going to tell it to you like this. I don't know what's more special, this episode or Giannis' performance in the finals. But look, we're going to get into it. Y'all know what time it is. We see what they don't. We're going to say what they want. And last but not least, let's talk some sports, baby. The special edition. Let's you know roll. about it. And we're getting in the NBA, uh, that NBA game five that took place Saturday night with the Milwaukee Bucks. Taking a 3-2 series lead with a 123-119 victory, a seesaw battle. The Suns got off to a roaring start in the first quarter. They were out 37-21 at the end of one. And then Milwaukee proceeded to outscore the Suns 79-53 over the second and third quarters. They led by double digits for most for much of the third and much of the fourth quarter. In fact, they led by 10 points, uh, courtesy of a Chris Middleton three-point play, put them up 117-107. The Suns would respond with a like a 12-3 run here and the Suns had a chance to go for the lead win with about 15 about 17 seconds left Devin Booker was stripped by Drew Holiday and Holiday went down the other side of the court found Giannis for a alley-oop dunk and that was about the explanation point of the game drink a wild series to say the least in a great entertaining game five with the Bucks coming out on top they get game six in Milwaukee tomorrow night. What are your thoughts on game five and how do you see the series as we move forward? Oh, well, my thoughts on game five. Um, listen, here's the deal. Um, like I said uh, in the show at one point, I, I think the Bucks then, then figure some things out with the Suns. Um, whether it be we're just going to put Giannis and Middleton in the pick and roll and see if they can stop it, whether it is – Brooke Lopez, you're going to get less minutes. Pat Connaughton, Bobby Porters, you're going to get more minutes. I, it's You know, it's a lot of things. P.J. Tucker, he's not playing a lot of minutes, but when he do play, listen, at least he got six fouls to give you. Um, with that said, it, it seems like the Bucs didn't figure out things well. When I look at the Suns, the Suns are starting to be a little flat. I don't know if I like this 
I'm going to take over the game way they're playing with Devin Booker right now. For me, Devin Booker don't impact the game enough outside of scoring for him to be the guy. You really need Chris Paul to kind of be the guy to take over. I, I got it. Devin Booker is the young guy. He's the up-and-comer. He's the Kobe S player in this series. But with that said, he just don't bring enough for me in anywhere else. I'm, I'm talking – passing i'm talking rebound i'm talking defense i'm talking he just shoots the ball and he shoots the ball very well not knocking it but i'm i'm not seeing where this is translating into winning i'm just not and and the reason i said it is as i look at that i look at booker booker he's playing next level but he's not getting other people involved Aiden numbers go down when booker play like this chris paul i don't even know what what he got going on right now you said this before the show the likes of like Mikael Bridges and, and Jay Crowder and, and the guys they got out there to shoot the ball, Cam Johnson, like they kind of come up a little like mystery, a little back on a milk carton because the way Devin Booker plays, and I'm not trying to put everything on Devin Booker, but this is just what I done seen. I, all the praise I done seen, Devin Booker, oh my God, this dude is a killer. Oh, he's out here playing like Kobe. Does it matter if you're taking two L's, three L's in a row? Matter of fact, let's keep this in mind. The Bucs won three games in a row in this series. Tomorrow night can be four. For all the naysayers that knocked on wood and said, the Bucs can't beat the Suns four games in a row, they one game away from proving that. I said this back in at the end of game one. Even though the Suns won game two, it was just something about how Giannis looked at the end of game one that told me, this dude is going to do his thing. I don't know how because I still wasn't confident with the free throw shooting, still wasn't comfortable with the three-point shooting, still wasn't comfortable comfortable with the mid-range, but I said this guy's going to make an impact. And you made a good point when we started talking about this series where you you talked about Giannis making an impact on both sides of the ball. To it's like what what are his best plays in this series going to be that block. That's on the defense side of the ball. Um, I don't think the alley oop to win game, you know, game five is going to be um, forgotten as fast either. Um, but once again, that's on Devin Booker. It's just, I'm sorry, I, I, outside of scoring, I, somebody got to show me how Devin Booker impacts the game in a positive way outside of scoring the basketball. We've seen this in game, game three. We've seen this in game three when he scored the 10 points and then he got p- pulled out of the game. I think part of the reason he got pulled out of that game was because what do that? What else can Devin Booker give you outside of scoring? If he's not putting the ball in the basket, what else is he doing? And I think we're starting to see that now. I so as far as five, game five go, listen, I, th- I think the writing was on the wall. The Bucks are their, their two man game is too lethal to stop. They're more experienced. They've been they've been doing this under the brighter lights longer. We're starting to see when you get when you get eliminated in the first round one year, then the second round one next year, and then the third round. Now you made it to the final round. This is what you get built up to do. I think the Bucks at this point are just they're like mentally better for this. They're built for this. Not to say the Suns can't win Game Six, but I do think the Suns will win Game Six. But I just think the Bucks are, are more built for this. I think the Suns have to get Devin Booker, their best player, right? I 
best player. I think Chris Paul is the most important player. I think Chris Paul is the most experienced player. I think Chris Paul is the leader of the team. But let's let's keep it real here. Booker is the all-around best player. Um, as offensively, if you want to go defensively, yes, I, I would go with Aiden. I think Aiden is the better defensive player for this team. But the the, the problem is all that is for not if Chris Paul ain't doing what he done. Since game one of this series, Chris Paul ain't really been Chris Paul. I mean, let, let's keep it let's keep it a stack here. Let's keep it a whole buck. Chris Paul ain't looked like Chris Paul since game one. Yeah, they won game two, but it wasn't because like Chris Paul was out here just looking like a world beast. I don't know where Chris Paul done went, but he might want to come back. Clean up on all six. We need you in game six. And that's what Chris Paul needs to show up. Um, so with that said. That's what I got it for game five. Game six, here's how I depict game six. This is why I take Phoenix. I know the, I know the game is in um, Milwaukee. That's cool. Um, I do think we're going to get a more engaged Chris Paul. Chris Paul know. Like, he's been around this league. He knows. When it's time, it's time. Chris Paul going to show up. I think somehow Monty Williams, Chris Paul, they somehow find, find a way to utilize Booker when he can be more than just a scorer. He can, can he be somewhat of a playmaker? His defense has been better, so I don't want to knock it, but we need a little more for him. And then you got to keep the ball in Chris Powell's hands. This is what I realized about Aiden. The more shots that Booker take, that mean the less time that the ball is in Chris Powell's hand. DeAndre Aiden is not as effective on the offense side of the ball without Chris Powell running that offense. I'm sorry, Devin Booker can't get the ball to DeAndre Aiden like Chris Powell can. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Bridges, the dude only gets so many shots a game. He's probably going to shoot it. Jay Crowder. Chris Paul is your only playmaker. That's what I'm saying. When campaign come in, he's somewhat of a playmaker, but not to the level of Chris Paul. He has his pros and cons. They have to find a way to get, if Chris Paul not going to be in the game, I think Cam, campaign has to be in the game. You need a playmaker. I don't want to see no more of this. Hey, Booker, bring the ball up. Run the offense. I'm so because 90% of the time it turns into a shot. And I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, you're not going to win a championship like that. You're not going to win. You're not going to win a championship. I know what Kobe did, Kobe also had Shaq. Kobe had a, if I went down the list of guys that Kobe had to take that pressure off of him where he didn't have to take every single shot, you'll, you'll be like, dang, I forgot about him, him, and him. So with that said, I do think. Monty Williams find a way to get Chris Paul more engaged, make Devin Booker more of a playmaker, which puts DeAndre Aiden in more favorable positions if he don't fall himself out. And then you have the likes of Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder. I think those guys can get you points if you allow them to get you points. I think the worst, the worst thing that happened to Phoenix was Devin Booker getting so hot. Because he don't look for other guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I watched it. He don't look for his teammates that much. He is going to shoot the ball. And the downfall is that is if you got three-point shooters at the corner, they're just going to be at the corner, they're going to sit there, your offense is going to get stale. And I think Milwaukee understands that. You, If you want to be honest here, what I think Milwaukee is doing now is if Devin Booker get the ball, let him shoot. Let him shoot. Make, make Let him take the rest of his teammates out of the game because that's what I'm seeing. Let him take them, take them out of the game. So, with that said, 
I do still think Phoenix will figure a way out. I just don't want to overtalk this. I want you to get on here, let drop your gems, do your thing. I'm taking Phoenix in game six. We got game seven, and then I'll take Milwaukee in game seven. I think I think this is Milwaukee's it's definitely their series to lose. And I think uh I think the series will be will be over tomorrow night. Uh I think well, what we've seen, you know, in the past, you know, three years, if we, is we've seen, you know, Milwaukee go through the process of what it takes to become a champion. That's what I believe we've seen. And I've been ever since Brooklyn started getting, you know, all the injuries started piling up, whether it was James Harden and it was Kyrie. Um, right then, I was like, this is, I think this is the break they need. And then, of course, they caught a little bit of a break with, uh, you know what happened Philly kind of falling out against Atlanta Atlanta gave him a, a great a great series you know Giannis was a little bit hobbled but teammates helped him out you saw Chris Middleton come up big you saw Drew Holiday play great at times um and I think just the way they the way they built this team with the the mid-season acquisition of a PJ Tucker with uh Bobby Portis coming over to offseason you know, all, all of these guys fit together, have created a, a cohesive unit. Uh, I think Mike Boonehoser's learned a lot. He's been through the trials and tribulations now, uh, not only in Milwaukee, but in Atlanta as well. The, it, I think it's just time for these guys. And Phoenix, to me, you know, I've always, I've always felt Phoenix was a little bit fool's gold. And I think, you know, even though they had, you know, they jumped out to a 2-0 two, uh, series lead, uh, they, I mean, they outplayed Milwaukee in games one and two, but uh, Milwaukee got back on their home floor, and they got comfortable. They ran, they ran them out the gym in game three, game four. They got that big defensive play that was kind of the key late with Giannis getting that great alley oop block, um, and that kind of carried them through in that game. And then, you know, game five, it was just after that first quarter. You know, I thought I thought Milwaukee was in big trouble um, because Phoenix was. You know, shoot, shooting at like 75% clip in the first quarter. I mean, we got Torrey Craig knocking down threes. You know, it's going to be a look like it's going to be a long night. And then the second quarter rolls around and all of a sudden they just get going. They answer, which is, you know, I think there's been times where we look at Milwaukee and I've looked at them and said they don't look capable of answering at times. They just, you know, the Miami Heat series from last season comes to mind in the uh, Eastern Conference semis. Um, but I just, you know, you look at uh, you look at Giannis, what he's been through, still struggling at the free throw line. But one thing, you know, you, the one thing you always got to remember is he's never going to quit. He's almost got, you know, a, the similar type tenacity and ferociousness that Russell Westbrook plays with, you know, possession after possession. Uh, Chris, Chris Middleton, I mean, what can we say? This guy's an Olympian. Um, you know, they be, they're going to be glad to have him, you know, once, uh, once this is over. And, uh, you know, th this is a guy who is, you know, putting his stamp on this series and in this postseason, just the, the shot making has been incredible. Uh, leading you to understand how Giannis can be perhaps the best player in basketball, but Chris Middleton, similar to Shaq and Kobe, Chris Middleton can get you there late in games and close the deal for you from the perimeter. And this guy, Drew Holiday, you know, he's kind of, to me, been the X factor. And when you look at what he did in game five, you know, I'm looking at Giannis 14 for 23, Middleton 12 for 23, and Holiday 12 for 20. And when Holiday's out here shooting threes at the clip he did in games three and five, um, it, it's just 
Milwaukee, I don't think you can beat them. When these three guys are clicking to this efficiency, and I think think that's probably the best game for Milwaukee where I've seen all three of those guys just humming offensively. They they were fantastic. And then, but then you look, you you know, you look out towards the end of the game and it was a big play on the defensive end in games four and five that kind of, you know, kind of really ended up being the storyline both both games. Um, Phoenix, you know, they was making a big run late and it, it, it looked kind of, it looked a little bleak. You know, Devin Booker going to get to his spot, do his mid-range thing. P.J. Tucker stays in front. He turns right into Drew Holiday, gets the strip. And I, what, what a sequence because I was thinking, oh, are you going to pull it out and just take the foul? And he sees Giannis streaking down the court and just throws it up to him. And we got it and one. And then Phoenix unable to, uh, you know, get the defensive rebound. Now you got Middleton the free throw line. Um, just it, Really, really entertaining series. Um, you know, the 2-0 aspect of it is always interesting. And it, you know, I, when I was looking at watching Game Five, I was like, man, this has a little bit of feeling to the the old the Mavericks and Heat back in 2006 when Dwayne Wade led that great comeback. Um, I think that series was more about Dwayne Wade. Uh, I don't think Giannis has had a quite greatest performance, and especially in Game Three of 06, if you remember. Uh, the Heat were down double digits, you know, about halfway in that fourth quarter before Dwayne Wade took over the game. And uh, then it turned from there. Hasn't been quite the same thing, but still the the last time a team overcame a 2-0 deficit in the finals wasn't 06. It had me thinking about it. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying Phoenix can't overcome this, but um, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough because Milwaukee has clearly figured some things out. Um, they look really comfortable. They look a lot more comfortable offensively. They're getting contributions from everybody. I mean, I know P.J. Tucker ain't lighting up the box score, but he's bringing it, and he's using every one of them fouls, and he's making things difficult on whether it's Devin Booker or whoever he's going to guard. And the one thing that can be not undersold is these bench guys from Milwaukee. They have Mike Boonholder has shortened this bench. Ren Forbes is out of here, and I think that's rightfully so. His minutes need to be cut if he's not going to make threes. You got to sprinkle in just a little bit of Jeff T. But uh, it's been Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton. And I think in some ways, Pat Connaughton is the greatest microcosm of this team. Because when Pat Connaughton, he's out here making these big-time threes, when they go down, I, you know, I was telling I was telling a buddy of mine, I was like, listen, a couple, Pat Connaughton of two years ago would not have made these shots. And when Pat Connaughton's making these shots off the bench, I think that's how you know Milwaukee has arrived. And and I would say this, for me, for Pat Connaughton, it ain't just the threes. It's the rebounding. For a guard, this dude got to be the the leading rebounder in this series from the guard position. Like, my man get these rebounds. It was one offensive rebound he had that was like, it looked like the most athletic thing you could ever see. (laughs) Like, I mean, just and you're right. It's not only his shot making, but he, you know, he does a lot of the little things as does Bobby Porter's. Those guys are perfect complements to what they have in the starting lineup. You know, it, it, it's all it's all clicking. I think uh, I really don't see Phoenix in Game Five. You know, I was talking about you know Monty Williams turn to make adjustments, and I thought Phoenix offensively they shot the ball extremely well. You know, over over 55 percent. They made what 13 of 19 three point shots. So, I mean, their offense was fine, but I mean, once Milwaukee got going in the second quarter, it was a, it, it was an avalanche of just, just basketball brilliance. Um, and just, you know, all, and I, I really think this, 
Drew Holiday has gotten the better of DeAndre Ayton in a, a couple of these games. I know Holiday had a really tough game in game four. He was only four for 20. But even in that game four, like he was playing with the right energy, the right mindset. He was attacking the basket. Um, and I think he's been the X factor to me all along. And that, and not only, and not only the Pat Connaughton's and the growth of Chris Middleton and Giannis and Boonehole and everybody, but Drew Holiday. When you look at him and Eric Bledsoe, it's no contest. Drew Holiday, big time basketball player, another guy going to the Olympics, and uh, that that was a that was a great trade made by the Milwaukee Bucks to uh, get Drew Holiday. Um, so I got a question for you. If the series does end tomorrow, your finals MVP is? It's it's Giannis. I think it's Giannis. I know uh, Middleton has, Middleton's had some big games. I think Holiday's had some big games too, but uh, I think just the consistency, what he does, you know, both sides of the court, as I've said, you know, throughout. Um, I think Middleton, you could, I think, you know, however they vote on it or whatever, I I think Middleton deserves some votes, particularly if he has a a big game tomorrow night. Um, But I think, I think Giannis, especially after, you know, game one where he kind of, you know, worked his way into that game and then had a nice little finish and you just felt like you felt good about how Giannis looked physically um, coming off the hyperextended knee. I think, um, but I think he's been the best player in the series, even though, you know, it has not just been about Giannis. There have been Middleton and Holiday have, I mean, they don't win this series without either one of those guys, but I do think it'd be Giannis. What about you? No, I agree for all the reasons. I, same here. I was just curious what your answer was. Okay. Well, in that case, I believe we're going to leave it there and we will be back Thursday night with a full episode of A Drink of Wisdom. In the meantime, thanks for joining us. Like, listen, share, subscribe, and I'm Jay Watts. And I'm Nathan Drinker, and remember, make tomorrow better than today, and make today better than yesterday. And on a special edition of A Drink of Wisdom, you know what we gonna do. We gonna holler at you until next time, baby.